the means by which, um, well, let me start this a different way. <laughs> um, Eric Dollard has pointed out that parasitic oscillations can occur sometimes, um, and they can hamper the activity of uh, a circuit. I would suspect um, that, well, anyway, and so he says the use of iron reduces um, the frequency of these parasitic oscillations, which can range up in like 150,000 cycles per second, bleeding off energy from the system and creating a <clears throat> radio interference in the local environment. And so the use of iron wire connecting or grounding the chassis of various project uh, boxes containing the overall circuit layout to each other helps to be due to hysteresis helps to reduce or impede these high frequencies and reduce them just down to the lower frequencies so that oh just a minute a passing truck very loud one well, actually wasn't too bad um, so what I'm guessing now is that the reason why the core... See, it, it's a nice idea to put iron in the center of a coil because the presence of the iron reduces uh, the likelihood, or the intensity, I should say, of the parasitic oscillations that are taking place at higher frequencies. <clears throat> Dis and, but that's not enough. It only reduces it to a certain degree. And then if we want to take it further, we create a toroid to intensify the magnetic flow that wants to run around in a circle in that toroidal-shaped core of iron uh, at the core of a coil. And if we want to go further, now we, we should charge that toroidal core with a DC charge similar to a, a perpetual motion holder experiment to totally eliminate parasitic oscillations. So I suspect parasitic oscillations are behind DC leakage, um, making it um, impossible under conventional wisdom to create, to, to build, to manifest, materially manifest in the physical world an ideal transformer that can pass DC. Because it can't pass it because it leaks out before it even reaches the secondary. So I suspect these are the different steps we have already taken and could take one more to take it further. Okay, so we've already helped the efficiency of the transformer by our actions, but we have not gone far enough because we still think and assume and prognosticate that DC, uh, that, excuse me, that ideal transformers that can pass DC from primary to secondary do not exist in the real world, except in the imagine, fanciful imagination of human beings. Yet, when you think about it, we've managed to manifest anything we dream about. If we can imagine it, we can materialize it. It's just a question of technique, that's all, and this is an era of technology. So we're still living in a gothic era of, oh, you can't do that because it's not possible, or you're doing it wrong. Uh-huh, excuse me, <laughs> you know? What did Christ say? Greater things than I do, ye shall do. Doesn't that sound like... Um, a, a very bold statement of the progress of technology, and not just objective technology involving machinery, but subjective technology involving uh, siddhas, you know, perfected yogis, 
or the uh, any of the other technologies of the eight limbs of yoga, such as the morality, the two limbs having to do with morality, the do's and don'ts of life that religion also covers. Two, bran two uh, branches of the eight branches of yoga cover the do's and don'ts of life, respectively. So there's, you know, so morality would get better. You know, consciousness of people, they treat each other nicer. <clears throat> so there's all these technologies that are improving and coming on the scene that we've never seen before, making life better and more nice for everyone. So why not this? Why not the manifestation, the materialization of an ideal transformer, <clears throat> making Paul Falstead's simulator not so imaginary after all, because his transformers ha are capable of passing DC, and automatically that makes them capable to a very high degree of manifesting over unity. So uh, this is what I suspect this experiment is going to exhibit, and this is what I expect and hope for that we can create a DC transformer in the real world and thus achieve over unity in very simple in a very simple manner using a very peculiar or unique I should say a very unique type of single phase induction motor namely the electromechanical water meter from a bygone era up until 10 years ago um, but in particular a particular design the I10 from General Electric that <clears throat> I believe had a range of uh, manufacture between 1909 and I don't know 1913 or 1906 to 1913 I don't know something like that a very narrow band of just a few years mine um, I think was manufactured in 1910 actually <clears throat> but um, without modification to the trans uh, to the meter itself nor to the little toy DC motors that are going to serve as my inductive loads, I may add uh, incandescent light bulbs, and I may add resistors to the situation. I don't know what, what I plan on doing. I, I may try different things. I may add iron winding to the insulated copper wire that I'm going to use to connect everything. I may wind the iron wire around the insulated copper um, connecting wires. And if I wind the iron wire tightly rather than spaced out between each turn of the winding of each winding, then I'm going to use insulated iron floral wire to increase inductance at the same time. I might as well. Because <laughs> I figure that's you know a rational thing to do. If going in that direction, adding more iron mass, I might as well add inductance and resistance. Both of which can help, I think add to the hysteresis that's already taking place, um, and add inductance, which might help as well. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, but I'm going to try winding it uh, spaced out, you know, like half an inch, quarter of an inch spacing. I don't know what, what it'll turn out to be. Um, inch spacing, I don't know. Um, let's see, what else? I guess that was it for this recording. <laughs>